Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody welcome back to the locked on red wings podcast today is tuesday january 12 2021 and today's episode is brought to you by built bar go to builtbar.com right now enter our promo code locked on you'll get 20 percent off of your next order the red wings play hockey this week a real life hockey game multiple actually uh and we cannot wait to talk about it I am Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi. The other host of this daily Red Wings programming is former kidney stone survivor, posted a 901 career best save percentage in this year's Rochester Onyx Beer League, and is a lifelong Red Wings fan. His name is Ethan Smith. Ethan, welcome back to the Lockdown you. Red Wings podcast. So good to see you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And let nice us welcome here. in our producer, Brian. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> You caught me off the guard with that one. Uh, what's going on, Brian? Uh, so, sorry this episode is a day late. I uh, <laughs> suffered a grade three ankle sprain over the weekend. Not exactly feeling up to uh, doing an episode last night, but we're back now. And uh, we are going to have an extra episode for you later on in the week on Thursday, uh, the, the day that the Red Wings kick off their season against the Carolina Hurricanes, January 14th. We're going to have a two-part uh you know season opener episode we're gonna do six burning questions and six bold predictions uh from from your friends nolan and ethan so be on the lookout for that we've got a lot of stuff to get to today uh intra-squad scrimmages when is dylan larkin going to be named captain sveshnikov gets put on waivers mike babcock is (laughs) mike milbury out mike babcock in at nbc uh and then we're gonna wrap up the show with uh J.D. Hernandez from Lockdown Ducks is going to talk to us about what the Red Wings might have in Christian Juice, the defenseman, 26 years old, left-hand shot that the Red Wings picked up off of waivers uh, over the weekend. Let us start, though, with the stunning lack of Dylan Larkin being the Red Wings captain in this city. What, what, what are they waiting for? I, I, I was sure that the announcement would have come out by now. I, I think at this point, they're just going to, he'll just skate onto the ice of the first game of the year, just with the C on and nobody will say anything. And when he's questioned on, he's just be like, yeah, it's yeah. I'm the captain now. I think that, I think I genuinely feel like that's how that's, this is all going to go down now. I, I know. And I, I'm pretty convinced that that's the case too. And I kind of hate that. Like what, that doesn't make any sense. There's no fans in the stands. I don't understand why you would do a reveal like that. <laughs> I know. At least give him a give him a press conference. Yeah, something like that. Do you think do you think that there's any chance? I mean, we've kind of talked about this like uh, two weeks ago, but like even Ted Coffin said it uh when he was on whenever the heck those episodes got posted, uh that he doesn't know if they're gonna name a captain this season. And the Red Wings haven't come out and said that they're not, so I don't think that there's any actual reason to believe uh that they won't be naming a captain, but I mean, I'm pretty sure Steve came out and said that there's going to be a captain, like about a couple of weeks ago. 
So that's still that, like there'll still be a captain. It's just going to be a backhanded here. All right, fine. Uh, well, let's get to Ivanis Sveshnikov then. He left the first injury squad game last week with an injury, did not return. And today, Monday, uh, he was placed on waivers. Not a good sign for our friend Evgeny Sveshnikov. This was a make-or-break deal for him. I think a lot of people just assumed that he would be up with the team to start the season because of the fact that he's no longer uh, waiver-exempt and the fact that he's in a, going into his fifth year as a, as a Red Wings draft pick, still has not showed much, and this was kind of his uh, make-or-break opportunity. He leaves the first you know, preseason game or whatever you want to call it, intra-squad game, a little bit early, and it uh, looks like his opportunity is donezo. Uh, so he's yeah, got think- to, he's, he's got till noon Tuesday to get claimed, and so yeah, that's that's kind of the update on that. I just I don't I don't know if he's going to get claimed. I don't think he will. Well, why would you claim him? I agree because and there's some multiple things at play there because of the fact that a lot of other teams like they are also having to make these really tough decisions, and they're probably not going to have a lot of room on the roster for a reclamation project. Uh, but I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised to see like a low, I mean, Carolina is the obvious team to watch for when it comes to who's going to claim him. Uh, I think Helene St. James mentioned Edmonton as well because of, uh, the, the Ken Holland connection there, but of I could, I, I could see like a, a team like Anaheim or Los Angeles or San Jose or something like that. Like just taking a, taking a swing, taking a flyer on them. I, I guess it doesn't hurt for those teams, but other than that, I mean, Nobody really has room for Evgeny Sveshnikov on this on, on their roster. Do do either of you know what team Thomas Yurko is on? Uh he was what team on... he got waived because he's on waivers, and I guarantee you Ken Holland picks his ass back up too. Uh, I want to say Chicago. According to a quick know. Google search, it's uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, he <laughs> just got claimed by the Vegas Golden Knights. He was on the Oilers. Oh. Ken Holland dropped him. Damn. So yeah, if you can believe Life is that, crazy. you're pretty right though, Ethan. <laughs> you were because that did happen at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't really. Going back to Svechnikov, the dude isn't really proven anything at, at a pro level. No, I, I mean, I understand the the first round pick aspect of it, but poor guy's been hurt every single year to start the year, every single year every single year every single year since he's been a professional (laughs) yeah he's only played uh 20 games with the detroit red wings uh in three seasons he's got four points though so not bad that's about uh he's a fifth one fifth point per game player so that's pretty solid and i saw a tweet from our friend isa rowan that put it pretty succinctly and a good way to describe i mean probably how everybody was feeling as well just like I think people at this point would have given up on Evgeny Sveshnikov if not for the fact that he uh, has a younger brother who was drafted fourth overall or whatever, top five a couple years later and is one of the premier superstars in this league today. And so I think that there might be a little bit of that going on where you're kind of holding out on the hope of uh, him eventually becoming some version of Andre, some lesser version of Andre Sveshnikov. And it's, I mean, the odds of that are pretty low. And Sergey Fedorov's brother was not very good at hockey. Fedor Fedorov, you know, I'm sure there were teams yeah. back in the day holding on to Fedor because of the fact that, hey, look, 
Sergey's a monster. We're just going to keep on, see if he can pick up that family gene. Yeah, a whole bunch of them. Stahl brothers <laughs> in the Carolina together, trying to have that little connection there. I remember Marcel Hosa, Marion Hosa. Oh, yeah, that's another good one. Another one just never panned out. We should we, we just, should do, do an episode where all this. we do. Yeah. I was just gonna say we should do an episode <laughs> where all we do is look at like irrelevant brothers of uh, NHL stars. You guys are yeah. forgetting the most famous one. That was Wayne oh, Gretzky's no. brother. I don't know him. You, Wayne Gretzky's brother? brother? You don't remember? I didn't Wayne? know he had a brother. He had a brother in the NHL, and t- together they have combined the most points out of any sibling. <laughs> And 99% of them are Wayne Gretzky's. I don't even remember his name, but I remember he had a sibling in the NHL. That year, I do remember that stat. I remember that stat, and I still didn't know he had a brother. The Gretzky brothers. Brent Gretzky. Keith Gretzky. Glenn Gretzky. I like that one the most. Uh, wow, I didn't know that. Learned something new every day. It looks like they all played hockey in some capacity, uh, according to the Google research that I... Just did in about four seconds. Yeah, same um, here. Brent Gretzky had four points in his NHL career. And to come in mind with him and uh, Wayne, they have the most points out of any NHL sibling duo. More than the Sedins. More than the Sedins. So Wayne Gretzky has more career points than the Sedin brothers do combined. Jeez. Which is pretty nuts. Uh, just to wrap up this Sveshnikov thing, looks like uh, one consolation prize of that is that Michael Rasmussen is going to make the roster, which is... A positive sign, and they play a completely different style of game, but to me, kind of off jump, uh, I look at that from the situation of they would rather have Michael Samuelson or Michael, 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 <laughs> Michael Rasmussen <laughs> on the opening night roster when they could send him down without penalty, without putting him on waivers. Uh, they would rather have that than and send Evgeny Sveshnikov through waivers than the other way around of protecting them both and sending Rasmussen to the AHL. So I thought that was pretty interesting too. A little bit of a a vote of confidence for our boy, Michael Samuelson. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think of more names to come up with too. I couldn't even really off the top of my head. Uh, All right. Uh, We're going to get into our second segment here. Before we do that, I got to tell you guys with the NHL season coming up, you can earn yourself some money. There's going to be games going on every single night. And uh, right before they start, maybe five o'clock, six o'clock, you know, you hop on to betonline.ag. Just throw a little money on the games. Sprinkle. Maybe I like to do parlays. I don't hit them a lot, but they're a little, they're, they're a fun way to gamble. If you are worried about, you know, getting into gambling. So uh, that, you know, I'd say I like the Red Wings to win tonight, the Penguins to win the night and the uh, Capitals to win tonight. And if all three of them win, I make like five to six times my money. So they're pretty fun. Uh, And there's only one place that has you covered and only one place that I trust to place those bets safely. It's betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% off welcome bonus and with the nfl playoffs in full swing uh you're going to want to make sure to get signed up for that quickly so you can put a little bit of money down on the kansas city chiefs on the buffalo bills whoever your team is make sure that they earn you money along the way don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit at bet online your online sportsbook experts there's an old man 
sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. <laughs> 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Lockdown Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Segment two. Uh, let's take away, or let's let's go through some of the takeaways from the interest squad. Uh, scrimmages over the weekend always a little bit interesting when you got red wings playing against red wings because you're like man everybody out there sucks uh not really actually cut that i'm gonna start this 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 segment over again <clears throat> okay so just after after the liner about wanting more bets and lockdown bets just up until right this point all right all right segment two here at the lockdown red wings podcast uh some interest squad Scrimmage takeaways. We talked about the underdog line on last week's show to kick off the week. That was the line with Phillips Adina, Bobby Ryan, and Robbie Fabry. Well, Bobby Ryan, uh, unfit to play in these scrimmages over the weekend. And uh, Vladislav Nemestikov takes his place in that role. The result, spoiler, pretty exciting. They, they, they looked really fast. They looked really sharp. Everybody looked uh, better than they did last year. I think that was my main takeaway uh, was that they, they looked really sharp that they looked really, really quick out there. They connected for a goal. I believe it was on Sunday night. That was just really, really absolutely beautiful. Uh, Fabry came through the middle of the zone, kicked it over to Nemestikov on his left as they crossed the blue line. And then Nemestikov threw it out front for Zadina. I can't remember if Zadina actually got a stick on it or if it just bounced in, but uh, just plays like that where they're entering the zone with confidence making plays, getting to the net and finishing the job. Uh, that is really something that you just like to see. It's something really positive sign. Are, are you worried about Bobby Ryan at all? No. Why? Isn't it? Is, I felt I, cause it was unfit to play. So I just assumed it was the COVID designation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, my line of thinking is more having the amount of time off that we've had and him not getting a being able to dive into training camp and these inter squad games like i don't i don't know why but i'm just having i i don't have a great i don't have a great feeling about bobby ryan lasting in our top 9 <laughs> well he yeah and he was like originally i mean not originally but i i think the sentiment to this point was that he would be maybe in that top 6 too yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised to hear you say that though, because I don't know really who's going to take his spot. Although Sam Gagne did have a pretty good uh, weekend in the intra squad scrimmages as well. I don't know. The I, only thing, no, the only thing that's going to keep him up there is the fact that he's the only freaking right shot forward we have on this team. I think that alone is going to get him power play time. Oh yeah. And I mean, that's obviously a, a big part of a, why he signed here in the first place and why he was brought in in the first place. So that wouldn't surprise me a ton. Um, Matthias Brome too, getting, getting some pretty good time over the weekend. He, he looked pretty sharp, looks to be uh, in their top line. As of now, I know Max Boltman tweeted out like the final 12 uh, lines. That was where Michael Rasmussen was in that. Um, and obviously injuries account for that too. So Bobby Ryan, not included. Uh, but I mean, Matthias Broman, Michael Rasmussen, I, I think those are two of the more 
maybe not Brome, but Rasmussen, surprising. Nielsen in the lineup, that sucks. Uh, Luke Lendenning, not surprising. Filkula, I didn't really kind of have a read on him. I, I figured he'd be in the lineup, but didn't know exactly with who or even if he was going to be playing center. Uh, and, and Sam Gagne, I would say out of those four, like Philpula, Glendenning, Nielsen, uh, I would rank him second behind Glendenning for guys that I'd like to see in the lineup on a night-to-night basis. Where, where was Nielsen playing on this? Uh, on the right wing with Glendenning and Rasmussen. Glendenning's in the middle, Rasmussen's on the wing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Anthony Mantha. Anthony Mantha looked really, really good too. Uh, not too much of a surprise there. Like he's playing against people from his own team, prospects, the AHLers. It is what it is. But uh, just the fact that he not only excelled in the PK, uh, but also was scoring, uh, was doing a great job finishing. I think that was a, a really positive sign to be. And quite honestly, when it comes to Anthony Mantha, I know this like is such a cliche talking point, but like a Red Wings really need for him to stay healthy this season. I can't think of a more like he's, he is their most valuable player. I can't think of another player that I'd rather, or that I like to play without less. My brain is all jumbled today. I'm losing my points in the middle of me talking. It's, it's pathetic. Hang with me guys. I'm dealing with a lot of pain at the moment. Yeah. His ankle hurts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess <laughs> thoughts on th- thoughts, Ethan. <laughs> I would say that the only person that I would, I would really miss more is Larkin. I like, and that's just from like a heart and soul standpoint though. Not I'm talking even, like dude, from that's a that's production number standpoint. Your number one center. That's yeah. The, that's the best. That's the dude that if we don't have, who's going to take Bill and Larkin's place. Who's going to take Anthony Mantha's Damn place? God, it's your number one scorer. I am, all right, fine. They're equally they're equally important. But I think okay. if I had to pick one in a game seven situation to take out of the lineup, I, I think it'd be a tough decision. All right. Uh, so uh, <laughs> did I? Okay, so before we move on to uh, this next thing that we got, I just realized I forgot to relay you the uh, Jeff Blaschel quote on Evgeny Sveshnikov because it is clear that he is very sick of Evgeny Sveshnikov shit. So Helene St. James, it was the first question to lead off the press conference today, and she's like, um, why did you decide to do that? He's like, well, waivers doesn't you know mean what everybody thinks it means. It just means... If they're not claimed, then you have flexibility to send people to Grand Rapids, send people to the taxi squad. And then Helene said, the, I'm paraphrasing here, but she was like, correct. That's that's why I asked about it, uh, because now he can be claimed. And Blasio's like, oh, yeah, then I, I guess we'll wait and see if he's claimed then. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. He was he was just like, I don't know. And it kind of carried over into the other questions, too. So maybe it wasn't Evgeny Sveshnikov thing. Jeff Blasio looks tired. He needs a he needs a good nap. Yeah, well, uh, I just I don't I do think that right there is the final nail in Evgeny Sveshnikov's coffin. Uh, Sveshnikov coffin, the coffin. This the Sveshnikovin, the Sveshnikovin. Yes. Oh yes. uh, boy. All right. Uh, Red Wings play hey, wait, Thursday that, and Friday. That, that's the title of the of the the Sveshnikovin. Sveshnikovin. <laughs> uh, final nail in the Sveshnikovin. I like it. 
All right. Uh, before we get into this Mike Milbury, Mike Babcock stuff, uh, let's let's get into the schedule a little bit to kick off the season. They got Carolina at home on Thursday and Saturday, and then on Monday they play at noon at home against Columbus, and then they finish off a back-to-back against Columbus on uh, Tuesday. Then start a four-game road swing at Chicago and Dallas. And Dallas over the weekend, a little bit of breaking news there: six players and two staff tested positive. Be interesting to see how they are able to get back on their uh, path there, because I think for sure they had to postpone at least three games. Be interesting to see what goes uh on from there but let's get into this mike babcock stuff he replaces mike milbury at mdc mike milbury finally relieved of his duties maybe the most hated man in hockey media and in to replace him comes just the most hated man in hockey or one of them anyways i'm really looking forward to mike babcock coming on there and just being the nicest human in the world just cracking jokes, smiling at everybody's jokes, just full-time smile on his face, putting on a good shit clinic. And then it's going to be like two years down the line. It's like, hey, you want to be the coach of the San Jose Sharks? And they're going to be like, yeah, sure. He's back. He's back. <laughs> it's okay. He repaired his image. <laughs> the, I genuinely uh, think that's going to happen, too. I think he's going to be a very likable, nice guy. I I have a, I, I don't have a I don't think it's in his I, I don't think he has in his bones even I'm not gonna lie to you I really don't think because I was thinking about this too I don't think Mike Babcock can put on a front I just I really don't well I unless they're bringing him in to replace Milbury to be the person Milbury was but I just don't see him being as bad as Milbury was just what is NBC doing like why would why would they do that Oh, uh, it's the NHL because that's how it works in the NHL. You can't have fun people on there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Throw speaking of Sean Avery or something, some wild card, but no, it's got to be some some other old guy that's been around the sport forever. You know, coach or a GM, crabby life hasn't really shown him the right path. Just like even though even though his through. he's amounted to all of his wildest dreams and then beyond it. Yeah, and Class, uh, classic old hockey coach there. Yeah, and now I'm behind the desk. Oh, great. Uh, speaking of hockey sucking, uh, Gary Bettman is a big dumb idiot. I got a quote from him today. He says, uh, quote, this is from Frank Saravelli from TSN, by the way. He says, quote, it would be cheaper for us to shut the doors and not play. Clubs are going to run through more money playing than not playing. But our owners are okay with that because they know how important it is for players and fans to play. Quote, the man who just narrowly avoided his uh, third lockout in 16 years and fourth lockout of his career. Uh, I, can't, I, I just can't believe that. Uh, he might be the biggest, dumbest idiot on the face of the entire earth. You know, it's, it's just the fact that they don't care about fans. They know that if they lock out, we'll still be here and we'll be there when they come back. And it's just I, about money to, the, to them. I they just can't understand the audacity to say something like this. I don't either, but it's Gary Bettman. It's his shtick. He says dumb shit. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just want—I just wanted to relay that because I, it gave me a good belly laugh. To be quite honest with you. Uh, all right, we're gonna welcome in JD Hernandez from the Locked On Ducks podcast to talk about what the Red Wings might have in their newest pickup, Christian Juice. 
But before we get to that, I got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. That's right, folks. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser than ever before. They've got 18 amazing flavors. Caramel, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Those are the six new ones to go with the 12 originals. Here's a dirty little secret, though. All 18 of them, soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, delicious, and good for you. Uh, if you're a health conscious guy, the New Year's here. Let's uh, let's. I, it was my New Year's resolution to get back in game shape, and then I went and sprained my ankle, so now I have to be in bed for the next six weeks. That's a bummer. Wink, wink. Uh, super stoked to get to procrastinate on that. But if I was in full workout mode, heck, right now while I'm trying to maintain my own weight, I'm probably gonna still be reaching for the built bars every single morning. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein high fiber. It's a great way to start the day. It's a great way to get through the day. It's a great way to end the day too. Just go to builtbar.com right now. Use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off of your next order. That's promo code locked on L O C K E D O N for 20% off at builtbar.com. Fender off gives him the business. All right, guys, remember it is not too late to listen to the Locked On NHL season preview series on the Locked On NHL podcast. Get intel on all 31 NHL teams and fantasy waiver wire ads from Locked On fantasy hockey host Scott Cullen. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. We are now joined at this time by uh, Locked On Ducks host Jason Hernandez. Jason, what's going on, man? We're here to talk a little Christian juice, maybe talk a little bit uh, start of the season. Quack, quack. I hope they, <laughs> I shouldn't say I hope they tank because every hockey line on betonline.ag, they have Anaheim finishing almost dead last. Almost all of them. Well, except I, for, except I for maybe the Red we Wings. can relate to that. Yeah. I was going to say, like, are they only ahead of the Red Wings? They're ahead of the, the Red Wings here, and the Senators. Perfect. Well, as long as you're ahead yeah. of Ottawa, but Ottawa's not tanking, I thought. I don't know. I mean, oh, oh, wait, no, sorry. Yeah, that was a little inside joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the Red Wings picked up Christian Juice off waivers this weekend, 26 year old left hand shot defenseman from the Anaheim Ducks. And we're here to talk to you a little bit about that. Let's start with your initial reaction uh, to him being placed on waivers and then the subsequent uh, picking up of his contract by the Red Wings. It's a great move by the Red Wings. They could use some defensive depth there. Uh, Christian Juice is seen as a fringe AHL slash NHL player. If it was a better team that picked him up, he might be in the American Hockey League. But if it's a less, I shouldn't say a lesser team, but the Red Wings, they do need a little bit of depth in defense. So it's a good pickup for them. And it's a big loss for Anaheim because they thought they could sneak one past the rest of the league. This was meant as a taxi move for the Ducks. I don't know why. Because who are the Ducks going to have on defense? Well, this now opens up the door for Jamie Drysdale. So that's one way to look at it. But then you look on the other hand, Drysdale is still very young. And it might be too soon for him to go right up to the NHL. He's only 18 years old. So, I mean, that's kind of the give and take for this lack of keeping Christian Juice around. And the irony, he just got re-signed in May during the quote-unquote offseason for a million bucks. It was a good deal, I thought. That is a pretty good deal. And uh, now talk to me about what he can do on the ice. You mentioned he's a fringe NHLer, fringe AHLer. 
Uh, but what is his ideal role uh, when he's out there on the ice? Uh, I guess ideal, what, what prototype does he fit? Ideally, he's uh, pretty specialized as far as um, defending the PK. That's that's one of his main specialties. He was very good uh, just at that at guarding that line. Uh, pretty decent at quarterbacking uh, power play. But now the Ducks have Kevin Shattenkirk to do that, and maybe Drysdale can do that. <laughs> I the, completely forgot about that. Yeah, the, the Ducks have their top two lines set. They have Fowler. They have yeah Shattenkirk. He just signed with the Ducks. People forget about that move for three years. Yeah, and not a whole. I mean, it's a decent amount of money. The Ducks don't have that much cap space. They will have a ton of cap space after next season when the Ducks don't have to pay Corey Perry six million dollars. Yes, you heard that right. Wow. The Ducks are still paying Corey Perry $6 million to play on a taxi squad for the Montreal Canadiens, unless someone picks him up. I was going to say, it be he ironic? on waivers too. Wouldn't it be ironic if the Ducks picked him up off of waivers? I would love that. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all for like uh, legacy franchise players like doing their little, I'm going to go try and win another cup thing and then coming back. Like the Patrick Marlowe going back to San Jose, where it's just yeah. like pathetic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and Corey Perry trying to get another ring with Dallas, which almost worked last season. I'll give him credit for that. But God, six million. That's just a big figure to still be paying him, honestly. So what what do you think the odds are that uh Drysdale makes that team? It got a lot higher now. I tell you what. Who are they gonna have? Jacob Larson? The Ducks still believe that Jacob Larson can do something with the Ducks. A lot of people are still not sold on him. I personally am not all that sold on Jacob Larson. So then they have to go to minor league players. Drysdale's up there. You have Axel Anderson, who they got in a trade with the Boston Bruins. That was a trade deadline, trade deadline deal. Josh Mahura, he's also on that list. But man, Juice brought a lot of depth and Drysdale's stock just went way up. Again, he's only 18 but now he might have a legitimate chance to make the Ducks at only 18. That's astounding. All right, so when we came on this recording, we brought up the fact that the Red Wings had just claimed Christian Juice, and you're pretty upset about it. What what gives with that? Why are you so upset to lose this guy? Because it is bargain Bob Murray rearing his head again on this lack of asset management. A million dollars for that defenseman is pretty good, and I have to go all the way back to 2014 for this. You know who the Ducks drafted with their second round pick in 2014? He's a pretty good player. I have no Marcus idea. Pedersen. Oh, not bad. They, they drafted Marcus Pedersen and traded him to Pittsburgh for Daniel Sprong. Sprong had a good half a season with the Ducks, but unfortunately, he's kind of known in some circles as being a head case. He can be hard to get along with. And he was having trouble getting along with players down in Anaheim and San Diego. So what happens? They ship him off in a trade for Christian Juice, that trade deadline deal. That was seen as a very good move because, hey, it got rid of Sprong finally, and they got Juice at a bargain. So that was a win-win for the Ducks. And now you'll lose him in waivers. So essentially they got Marcus Pedersen, a now great defenseman for Pittsburgh, covering that second, third line, for basically nothing. <laughs> so asset management. Thanks a lot, Murray. Thanks a lot for that. <laughs> so uh, what do you think is Christian Juice's like ideal D partner? 
Ooh. On on the Red Wings? I'd have to look more at the Red Wings. Well, I guess just in general, like a like a prototype. Um prototype, I he's a third line. He's a third line defenseman. That's what I'm gonna say his upside is. Maybe a fringe second line D, but really he's more third line. Um, I I wouldn't even know who to compare him to because we only had him for nine games. That's all the Ducks <laughs> had him for. So there wasn't much of a look to Christian Juice. Um, from his time in Hershey, if I could compare him to anybody, gosh, I don't even know where to start. I can't go as high as maybe no, I can't say Shats. <laughs> Shats is too good. Um, actually, I'll I'll give you one. As far as defenseman, I'll go Ducks comparison. Maybe there was a little bit of Hampus Lindholm in there, mainly because of the um, Scandinavian connection there. And that's kind of another reason why uh, he came over was Lindholm got along very well with Christian Juice. Uh, there was one interview very late in the season where those two were hanging out a lot. And they kind of have a similar style um, offensive game. So maybe if there's any comparison at all to a slight comparison, Campus Lindholm. All right, perfect. Well, uh, any other parting thoughts on, on Juice before, uh, before we part ways here? Uh, have fun. Take care of them. I shouldn't say take care of them. Nine games. It's only nine <laughs> games. We were still pretty upset, which is why we wanted to have you on. Of course I'm upset. Marcus Pedersen for nothing. How can you not be? Most fans would be upset if they found out they gave up Marcus Pedersen for nothing. This is fair. Uh, All right. Where can people follow you uh, as the season gets going? Where can people stay, you know, on your coverage and stuff like that? And what else you got coming out that people should pay attention to? Uh, You can follow my show at Locked on Anaheim Ducks. The Twitter is L-O underscore Ducks. And we're excited because Trevor Zegris is in town. He's got a Ducks uniform on. He is now likely to make the Ducks squad. Can you believe that? Trevor Zegris, the darling of the World Junior Championships, bringing gold home to USA. I forgot. So, yeah, we're excited I, to I see forgot Zegers. to ask you about that as well. I don't. I, I don't actually think that we've ended up recapping like the end of the World Juniors since it happened. But it I guess fun. we can do it, it for a fun. second now. I mean, like you. It must have been you must have been in all your glory that entire weekend. Obviously, we were too with Team Sweden, but they didn't make it nearly as far. It was a great day in America that night. Once USA <laughs> upset Canada two nil, and oh, guess who accounted for both? Oh, it was Trevor Zegers. He got an assist on one goal. He got a goal. Yeah, he led that team. Aside from Spencer Knight having a shutout, <laughs> whatever Spencer Knight deserved to play of the game. But Trevor Zegras was your MVP of that tournament. You, you don't know how excited Ducks fans are to see him in that uniform. They're ecstatic. Oh, I love it. Uh, I'm excited for you, man. Go listen to Locked On Ducks. Go follow Jason on Twitter. Uh, follow Locked On Ducks on Twitter. And Jason, we just want to offer a little olive branch. If you need any uh, help, any tips, any strategies for how to cope with a, uh, <laughs> a, a tank, an epic tank, just hit us up, man. We'll be happy to help anytime you want. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. Uh, same time, same place. It's your team every day. You're locked on Red Wings. 
your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.